Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. When's the last time you took a time out? I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you, for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, Reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mila Kunis says she regrets having Ashton Kutcher sell his ticket to space after they had children. And yes, that is a sentence I just read. Mandy Moore has opened up about postpartum feelings of isolation and inadequacy. And we're taking on your DMs again for another edition of DM911. It's July 30th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so to start things off, earlier this month, Ashton Kutcher revealed that in 2012, he bought a ticket to be on Richard Branson's next virgin galactic trip to space later this year but sold it after his wife Mila Kunis convinced him it wasn't a, quote, smart family decision. Mila recently told People magazine that she thought she was being selfish, adding, quote, I was so hormonal and I was like, you can't, you're going to die. The thing's going to explode and you're going to die and you're going to leave me with the babies. I mean, I don't love that that Mila is now apologizing for telling him not to go to space and calling yeah. it selfish. I mean, uh, let's be clear. A new father has no business blasting himself off into space, which is really dangerous, by the way. Yeah, it is super dangerous. And I think that's a totally like fair concern to have about your partner. Yeah. Especially when children are in consideration. And I also hate that it kind of feels like all this blame is being like put on Mila. But it's kind of like, you know, it's like she didn't make him do it. He's an adult with agency. And, you know, he's also like 50 percent 
parent. Right. <laughs> like, why can't he just make the decision for himself that like, you know what, with new babies, I don't want to do something that's A, very costly, B, quite possibly going to kill me, you know? I mean, look, there is this whole expectation placed on women to like, you know, don't be the wet blanket, don't be the nag. And it's like, Mila, like you should absolutely own the fact that you told your husband not to do something, frankly, fucking selfish and stupid. Yes. And also it's like, okay, if you still want to go to space in, in like 20 more years, have the conversation again. Right. Wait till, <laughs> wait till the kids are in college and then blast yourself into exactly. space. Okay. Well, speaking of new moms, this week, Mandy Moore opened up about the challenges she faced after having her first child. Mandy told Dr. Asherina Reem on Instagram that she had a lot of, quote, preconceived notions about how she would handle motherhood. It's mm. so isolating. Like mm-hmm. it, it truly is. And it's, it's strange because you are with someone every day and every second. And, you know, I'm very lucky. I have a very supportive partner and my husband's been fantastic, but it still is so strangely isolating and in the midst of a pandemic too, that we're all kind of living. Yes. Mandy also talked about feeling inadequate saying, I just felt this rush of like, I'm not good enough for him. I don't know how to be his mom. I don't know how to feed him. But beyond that, am I suited for this? Steven, I am so eternally grateful that she said all of this out loud. You have to, if you don't say these things out loud, other women, other people who have children will not know that what they're feeling is also normal. And to the point where if you are feeling this way for a continued time, okay, maybe now it's time to go reach out for help or something like that. But because it, how she's saying, I love how she said, I mean, I don't love it, but saying that was isolating. It's like, yeah, a lot of people go through that and you shouldn't have to do it alone. Yeah. You know, there's this whole expectation placed on new moms of like, it's going to be the most magical time of your life. You're going to look in that little baby's eyes and you're going to know exactly what to do and you're going to love it more than you've loved anything. And like that may be the experience for some moms. And that's amazing if that's the case. But it's also very normal to not feel any of that. And I I just want to give Mandy Moore so many props because I know how helpful it is for people who might be experiencing like postpartum depression to hear from someone like, actually, it's okay if you're really freaked out when you first have your child. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, Steven, I feel like you've already given so much great advice to celebrities today. So (laughs) I'm in the zone. Right. So I feel like it's perfect to lead into another installment of DM 911. For those unfamiliar with the segment, brave Steven keeps his DMs open for anyone seeking advice because there's basically no problem he can't help solve. Today, we're tackling a cheating scandal, a random act of violence, and helping out a couple who's tired of repressing their queerness. Okay, so Steven, let's dive right into these DMs. Here's the first one from a woman who found out about a coworker cheating with her husband's friend. Hey, Steven, I need some advice. One of my husband's friends cheated on his wife. This was confirmed to me by the woman he cheated with, who is one of my coworkers. To add insult to injury, the wife is pregnant, but the pregnancy is not known yet. I really feel like I need to somehow tell the wife that her husband slept with another woman, but I don't really know how to go about it or if I should at all. The wife and I know each other, but not well. The situation has really bothered me since I found out. What should I do? Okay, well, you're a good person 
for wanting this woman to know the truth about her husband. And, and I don't blame you for wanting her to know. I certainly want her to know too. But I think you should pump the brakes a bit before deciding that you are the person for this job. You say you know this woman, but not well. And ideally, this is the sort of information that should come straight from the source. That source being her husband, the guy who actually did the cheating. Um, and if the information can't or won't come from him, the next best option is for her to hear it from someone she actually knows and trusts deeply. There's also the fact that this cheater is your husband's friend. And while I really don't care if you were to blow up the cheater's life, I worry that doing so would put your husband's friendship at risk, which would then in turn possibly put your marriage at risk. Or to say it another way, if your husband is trusting that you will keep this a secret, if he's asking you not to intervene on a situation involving his circle of friends, I think you should try to honor that, even if keeping the secret feels a little bit icky and gross. But here's the good news. I do think there is something you can do in this whole mess. You and your husband have a close personal relationship with the cheater here, and that's the guy who should actually be the one to break this news to his wife. And I think as his friends, it would be absolutely appropriate in this situation for you guys to sit him down and urge him to do the right thing here. I mean, just lay it out for him. Explain that the woman he cheated with is now telling people about the affair, including you. You can point out to him that things like this don't tend to stay a secret for long. If people are already talking about it, which they are, it's only a matter of time before his wife hears it. It's going to be really bad when she finds out, but wouldn't it be like at least 30% better if she heard it directly from him in a voluntary sort of way? I hope he listens to you and tells his wife the truth, because at the end of the day, that job should be his, not yours. Okay, Stephen, do you know what I also really hate about this? That this guy who's cheating has like made her feel this way. Like he has not only is he like ruining his personal relationships, he's also like putting that like guilt and weight onto other people. Oh, absolutely. And it's a good reminder, by the way, that cheating often has more victims than just the person being cheated on, right? Like a violation like this often has negative consequences for many other people in your life. By the way, it should be enough just to not cheat because you'll hurt your partner. <laughs> but, but, but it is good to remember, like, you know, sometimes there are children involved or family or friends involved, too. And so just take everyone's well-being into account before you do something as selfish as cheating. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Stephen has more answers to all of life's toughest questions. We'll be right back. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today.
After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021 OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind the scenes stories that actually happen. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90210 super fan and radio host Sissony sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021 OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to our latest installment of DM 911. Just a heads up that our next DM deals with a friend who lashed out in a random act of physical violence and might be hard for some listeners. Here's what they wrote in. My best friend of three years choked me out in a moment of anger. Now, I'm not sure how I need to go about ending the relationship or if I should let it go. Basically, my two closest friends and I were all playing Super Smash Bros. I was teasing him at his poor skills when he suddenly turned and grabbed my throat. It was very scary and it hurt. He did come apologize two days later, but I'm just at a loss. I always said how if a guy ever put his hands on me, I'd ditch them and never look back. But I never thought that guy would just be a friend. I mean, this one's very scary to me. And the first thing I want to say to this letter writer is that I'm really sorry that happened to you. Um, it sounds traumatic. This is your best friend of three years. Uh, I know that ending a friendship like that would not be an easy thing to do, but I have to be honest with you. I think that has to be my advice here. I can't imagine telling you to do anything but cut this man out of your life immediately because what happened to you was extremely dangerous and alarming. And I would call it a red flag, but a red flag would be a real understatement because this is not a warning sign of danger. It is actual danger that is currently already happening. You could have been very seriously hurt, if not killed, by being choked like that. And by the way, while there would never, ever be any acceptable reason for him to put his hands on you ever, the fact that all of this happened over a video game tells you just how short this man's fuse is. And frankly, I don't think you have any real reason to believe he wouldn't do it again. Sure, he apologized, and like, I guess I'm glad that he did, maybe, but an apology does nothing to ensure your safety in the future. Abusers, by the way, apologize all the time. Apologies are an extremely effective tool to keep victims on the line, to keep them from walking away. You can accept his apology if you want, that's your prerogative, but please do not take it as a sign that he's a changed person or that he wouldn't do this to you again. For your safety, I think you have to assume that he has absolutely the capacity to do this again. And for that reason, I think your only recourse here is to end the friendship. You could either do that by simply blocking his number and never speaking to him again. That would absolutely be a valid choice. Or if you want to have one final conversation with him about this, that's your right too. But please, if you do that, do it through FaceTime or text or email or the phone because the one thing I absolutely cannot stress enough is please don't ever be in the same room as this person again. Oh, I mean, 
again, all of this is extremely violating, dangerous, unacceptable, et cetera. And something like is interesting what you said, you know, that abusers do apologize often. Something that like makes me think even more that like this is just not a friend to have around. Why did the apology take two days? That's another very good question. That really is another like big problem for me because not only does the apology mean nothing like you said, because he could do it again. It also means he didn't respect or care for you enough to apologize right away. Yeah, for sure. And of course, like I recognize a best friend of three years, like I don't say walk away, like that's going to be an easy thing to do. I know it'll be really painful and difficult. I just feel like it is the only reasonable path forward. All right. So Stephen, our last DM comes from a woman struggling to get her girlfriend's super conservative family to fully accept their relationship. She wrote, hi, Stephen, my girlfriend and I have been together happily for over seven years. We're really close with her nuclear family, but they're super conservative and refuse to acknowledge us as a couple. Her dad was emotionally abusive in her childhood, so she has trauma around people pleasing and chooses to keep the peace rather than force them to deal. We want to get married and buy a house together soon. Plus, I'm tired of repressing our queerness for them. It's been four years since we last talked about it with them. What do we do? You know... It's interesting that you write that you're, quote, super close with this family when it actually sounds like you maybe aren't that close, or at least that the closeness that you have is predicated on you and your girlfriend having to make massive personal sacrifices at every turn for their comfort. The current arrangement that you have is not at all fair to you. It actually sounds quite toxic and damaging and harmful. And then there's the fact that your girlfriend's father has a history of emotional abuse, which doesn't surprise me at all based on how this family is acting right now, which is emotionally abusive. So your question to me was basically, how do you get her family on board for your shared future together? And my question to you is, are you sure that you even want them there? Because I do not believe that these people have your best interests at heart. They've been perfectly content to force you to to live a lie for the past seven years so that they don't have to confront their own ignorance and bigotry. I don't know if there's ever going to be a world in which people like that can magically flip a switch and become super supportive and loving and caring the way that you would deserve. They've had nearly a decade to accept their daughter for who she is, and they still refuse to do it. So I just want to call out that if you and your girlfriend would rather just wipe your hands clean of these people and move on in your lives without them, that would absolutely be valid. You do not owe these people your continued company simply because they are family. But I also respect that cutting family out of your life is sometimes much easier said than done. And if there's any glimmer of hope in your DM, it's in the fact that you haven't tried broaching this topic with them in four years. I suppose it's possible that like over the course of those four years, their hearts have changed in ways that they haven't been able to articulate out loud yet. So start there. Start by talking to them. And without trying to convince them of anything, like please don't try to convince them that your identity is valid, but just see where their hearts are at since you haven't checked in about that in four years. Hopefully, Over these many years of getting to know you and love you and witness what a good girlfriend you are to their daughter, they'll be ready to accept you two as a couple and fully embrace your partnership. But if not, I think you should walk away and surround yourself with a family, either biological or chosen, who genuinely loves and supports you because you both deserve that. 
you know, everything you said is beautiful and I love it. You know, one thing that does, you know, it does make me feel like the partner does, the girlfriend does not want to walk away from the family. Um, in which case I would say to her girlfriend, you know, you need to create boundaries and figure out what's comfortable for you and have that conversation with your partner, you know, because I like what you called out of saying, like, they're not actually close to you. You know, no. When I read that, I'm like, they're close to the false idea that they've created of you in their heads that they're quote unquote comfortable with. Right. You know, yeah. And that's, that isn't a way to live. So yeah, it is, it, it is, it is time to have a conversation and probably multiple of them. And, you know, to your point that like maybe the girlfriend isn't ready to cut the family out, I should also just call out that it's not necessarily this binary black and white thing of either, you know, like you are either extremely close with with them and with them all the time or or you never see them. Like it's possible that the solution is going to look more like, well, we don't do holidays with them (laughs) and and we're not doing birthdays with them. But yeah, like, you know, once a month, my girlfriend will get on the phone and like call her mom. So you'll have to find that gray area solution that works for you, but I definitely think you should have a primary family unit that loves and supports you that is not these people. Mm -hmm. 100%. Oh, well, Stephen, as always, you have helped us figure out life. I need you forever. (laughs) Please. The pleasure is all mine. Everyone DM me at Stephen LC. I will solve any problem that I possibly can. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, a new father has no business blasting himself off into space. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Joshua Burnley, Tanya Bustos, Jess Goodwin, and Erica Nedanin. Special thanks to Samantha Hennig and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver, and on my podcast, Mini Questions, I put together a little experiment. I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry. I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it to me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them. Artist and creative juggernaut, Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and and, and laugh. And I find that being the happiest. And many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
You've always had the feeling that there's something strange about reality. According to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, there is. On the show, hosts Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick examine neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and much more. Prosthetics are true testaments to not only human craftsmanship and ingenuity, but also to the plasticity of the human brain. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo.